It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs, and for the second week in a row, we're doing a women's basketball opposition research because the women are still alive, still playing. It's a Final Four edition of the Opposition Research Podcast. Ah, what a great week. What a fun time. Uh, if you haven't been soaking in all of the Caitlin Clark national coverage, all the Iowa Hawkeye stuff, uh, you can find it anywhere and everywhere. Uh, no better place than HawkeyeNation.com. But, man, just search Twitter for Caitlin Clark. Look up your favorite athlete. There's a, D, you know, of all time, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, depending on your, on your generation, Billy Jean King. Uh, there's a decent chance they're tweeting or talking or posting something about John Cena, about, about our girl Caitlin Clark and this Iowa women's basketball team. Two and a half million people watched the game uh, Sunday night against Louisville. Uh, you know, could break it an all-time record Friday night with this game against undefeated defending champion number one, uh, the big bad beast in women's college basketball right now, the South Carolina Gamecocks. This is a big, big game, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. And my guest today is Jeremiah Holloway. He's the South Carolina women's basketball reporter at The State in Columbia. Jeremiah, thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Many of us saw our first full South Carolina game on Monday night against Maryland. So for the uninitiated, what, what's South Carolina's preferred style of play? Uh, you know, Leah Boston being their best player, they definitely like to look to her, look to her to, you know, kind of get the offense, things like that. Uh, her numbers have actually declined a little bit this year because, you know, a lot of the country has kind of caught on. And then but really a, a result of that has been the players around her kind of getting better as well. So they have a guard side close who uh, can rise up and score it as well. She's actually leading score on the team. Um, and then they're also a very defensive-minded team as well. Uh, Dawn Staley likes to play man-to-man defense. So um, uh, Bree Beal is their best, you know, defender all around, just one-on-one. Um, you know, very high IQ player, and her offense also has picked up, which is really one of the big reasons why South Carolina is undefeated and uh, and doing the things that they are. So, yeah, South Carolina as a team definitely has a lot of size. They're known for their size. Uh, Aaliyah Boston listed at six five, and she's not even the tallest player. Camila Cardoso at six foot seven is their tallest player, and so they just like to rotate. Uh, you know, several post players in there, and uh, defensively, they're a team that really likes to make uh, you know the opposing player uncomfortable and you know they've been playing that style all year and it won them a championship last year and it hasn't been the final four this year Iowa can score man they, they've scored a uh, upper 90s a couple of times already in this uh this NCAA tournament including 97 against Louisville in the elite eight uh if if Iowa is able to score at that clip is that something that South Carolina can match to be honest with you I think they can the thing about it is South Carolina's offense improved from last year as well by about you know, 15 points or so. Last year, South Carolina averaged like maybe in the low 70s, high 60s in scoring. Right now, they're in the low 80s. Um, I think South Carolina, from an offensive standpoint, um, if they can get, you know, some of those players, because they've just, for whatever reason this year, they've just had the ability to uh, just just find ways to win. Um, You know, it's also been very difficult for teams to score that much against South Carolina. Um, there was a point in the season where uh, Kentucky played them and uh, they actually lost the game by 29. And the reason was because, you know, the fourth quarter, the game just kind of got away from them. So South Carolina won the game 95 to 66. Uh, but the thing about it was the 66 that Kentucky had was like the second most that a team that got of them 
at that point in the season. I'm not equating Kentucky to Iowa, obviously, but, um, you know, I think South Carolina does have the ability to fill it up when needed. Um, they do have the ability to kind of match the pace that teams play with. And from a defensive standpoint, you know, they've really been able to, for the most part, kind of limit, uh, you know, other teams' kind of stars. Now, I mean, they definitely, maybe like that second player, you know, kind of rises up a little bit. Um, but I think South Carolina could be able to match. I mean, I was the team that can fill it up in three, though. That team, that is a that is a fantastic shooting team. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how they kind of account for all of those shooters that they have. But, uh, yeah, so I think South Carolina, just based on their style and the, the way that they kind of pace themselves, I think they would be able to. You know, Iowa fans are are excited and I think, uh, you know, confident in this team. But uh, we certainly respect South Carolina and, and what they've done and the team they have. Uh, as you look at this team and, and as you have all season, are there any weaknesses on this South Carolina team? Yeah, I think honestly with South Carolina, uh, and I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day, um, there have been teams that have gotten close. There's really only been two teams that got close to actually beating them. That was Stanford and Ole Miss. Um, I think the, the things that they had, Stanford just had the size to match up with South Carolina. Like Stanford has, I guess, you know, one fewer player that's six feet, six feet or taller on that team. I believe South Carolina has 10 players six feet or taller, and Stanford has nine. So Stanford had the, the size to kind of match up with them. Uh, they led by 10, headed into the fourth quarter, and then South Carolina just kind of found a way to come back. Um, but I think so. Stanford had that size, and I think Ole Miss just straight up had a great game plan. Like Ole Miss knew what South Carolina wanted to do. Um, they had the personnel uh, to really go out there and play a game, play a forty-minute game. They lost in overtime, but they led by one point late in the game with like one twenty-four, and it was really looking like they might have been able to hold on. Um, you know, so and then another thing that I've kind of noticed too is like South Carolina doesn't always get out to great starts in games. Like sometimes they'll go out. I mean, even in the Sweet 16, uh, Elite Eight game, sorry, against Maryland, they were down six in the first quarter. Not a big deficit, but there have been times this year where they've gotten down. Like, you know, Stanford had them down 10 after the first. UConn had them down by 11, you know, and, and, and things like that. So they're not always, especially away from home, they're not, they don't start off hot necessarily all the time. Um, so that's something to pay attention for. If Iowa gets hot early on, it kind of throws that first punch. Obviously, South Carolina's been able to come back from the first punch, but it will be interesting to see if Iowa kind of gets up to a 10-point lead. You know, if they're shooting really well, like how South Carolina would kind of counter that. Um, so I think that – I think free-throw shooting, they do get to the line. They don't shoot it at a, at a great percentage for sure. Um, but, you know, again, it's, the thing about that is, is funny is that, yeah, they have maybe deficiencies, but – it's so it's funny when you talk about a team that's undefeated because it just it hasn't been something that's kept them from winning. Now, obviously, they would have to win two more, so you know you, you can't just go off of what we've seen. But I think the main thing with South Carolina is can you get off to a hot start? You know, maybe if you don't have the size, do you have a defensive game plan to kind of limit those players inside? And you know, and if you have good guard play, I think those are things that. Um, you know, teams might be able to take advantage of. And, you know, no one's really had that perfect storm, if you will, of, of all of those things. But, uh, you know, I think those are probably the, you know, the main things to watch out for if you're, if you're a South Carolina fan. 
Caitlin Clark is is having a moment in the national media right now due to her gaudy stats or flashy highlights or big game on on Sunday night. Uh, for, from from what you can tell, how does that sit with uh, with South Carolina and, and maybe South Carolina fans seeing that you know Caitlin Clark and Iowa are getting all this love right now? Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's definitely something that and you hear it all the time. People talking about Caitlin Clark and you know last year, if you remember, I'm sure you do. You know South Carolina was quote-unquote supposed to play Iowa in yeah. the postseason, but Iowa ended up losing to Creighton. Um, so I think this is a match that they've kind of been waiting for because, you know, they definitely are, you know, on fire as they should be about Aaliyah Boston, um, you know, because Aaliyah Boston is obviously reigning player of the year and reigning defensive player and, you know, Final Four, most outstanding player, things of that nature. And I think Caitlin Clark's having her moment, but Caitlin Clark is an amazing player. I've, I've watched a lot of Caitlin Clark this year and just the way that she's able to get her own shots off. I mean, obviously I watched that, you know, elite eight game. That was just ridiculous. But even before that, I mean, just her ability to get her own shots and, you know, kind of find her teammates, um, things like that, um, you know, beyond just the assist. I mean, she just is a really good passer. I think a lot of the things that Leah Boston does, it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. And there's not always things you can account for, for example, like, you know, just the defensive versatility to be able to kind of switch. Um, and, yeah, she does have a good passing ability. She doesn't get as many assists. So I think when you look at South Carolina fans, they will still tell you, you know, Leah Boston's the best player just kind of based on, you know, the eye test and based on, you know, her skill set and the things that she's able to do. So I think they're really looking forward to this one, especially if South Carolina, you know, obviously wins it because, you know, that's, that's kind of their opportunity. And, you know, if Leah has a big game in that game, you know, I think the fans will kind of, you know, take that in and be like, you know, and, and, and kind of champion their player. Um, but I, look, I think it's going to be, I think the funny thing about that, though, is that Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston, I mean, don't play the same position at all. Right. Like, they, won't, they won't guard each other, you know. They won't have, I mean, even stat line-wise, like, Caitlin probably is going to score more and, you know, Aaliyah's probably going to get more rebound. Like, it, you know, so it's, it's definitely funny looking at it, you know, from that way, but I think obviously they're the two biggest, they're the two best players in college basketball. So, I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game and both fan bases are going to be really excited for it and jumping up the interest and things like that. I mean, me being in the media and uh, in the media, like we're going to be writing headlines about it. Like it, it's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's exciting for the sport and I think it's exciting for obviously both fan bases and honestly, I just, I just want to see it, you know. I, I I truly just want to see, you know, kind of what that matchup looks like and how each team's going to respond and, and what that chess match looks like. Oh, that's awesome! That, that that gets me pumped up for this game, man. Because yeah, I think both fan bases kind of feel like uh, their team has something to prove. Iowa wants to go up against the best and and kind of see are they at that level yet? Uh, can can they rise to the level of South Carolina? And I think from what you just said, South Carolina kind of wants to prove that hey, we are the best, and Aaliyah Boston is the best, and uh, Caitlin Clark might have highlights and stats. But uh, but we have the better team. It's going to be a fun one Friday night, man. Uh, he is Jeremiah Holloway. You can follow his work at the State out of Columbia, South Carolina, where he's the uh, women's basketball reporter. Also, give him a follow on Twitter. It's at Jeremiah, but the uh, I is replaced with an eleven. So Jeremiah with an eleven in there. Just search Jeremiah Holloway on Twitter. You'll find him. And uh, man, I appreciate the time and uh, enjoy this weekend. Yeah, appreciate it. 
There it is, man. Some bragging rights on the line for both fan bases. Obviously more for uh, for South Carolina to lose here. I think Iowa has already kind of reached the plateau where uh, it's all gravy at this point. It's all house money. That's not to say we don't all want to win on Friday night and another one on Sunday and to, uh, to bring a national championship home to Iowa City. But uh, the pressure is on South Carolina. They need to win this game. They have to prove that uh, they are the best team, that this up-and-coming Iowa team and this program and Caitlin Clark are not uh, enough to best them in this uh, kind of march to a second straight championship. And so I think the pressure is on South Carolina. I think Iowa can play a little loose. I think if Iowa can jump out to a good start, as Jeremiah talked about there, uh, they certainly have that advantage. And then it's just sustaining and tr- trying to find a way to you know, stay out of foul trouble and, and mitigate some of those bigs inside for South Carolina. Keep hitting threes, keep hitting threes, keep hitting threes. Put up a lot of points. Try to get that score up as high as you can. And, uh, and who knows? 11.5 points is where the line is. I've seen it at 12 also. Uh, we'll see how that fluctuates over the next couple of days. But that feels like a lot of points to me. Now, this is, again, a South Carolina team. You could you can envision a blowout here uh, for South Carolina. And so I, I think that's where Vegas has that line. But um, I'd personally be surprised if this is a double-digit game. I, I hope it's not. I hope it comes down to the end. I hope I was able to keep it close uh, into that fourth quarter. And then, you know, we've seen Caitlin Clark do magic things before. So who knows what this Hawkeye team can do. I'm plugged in. I know you're plugged in. HawkeyeNation.com is plugged in. We'll be talking about this and more, and uh, I appreciate you listening, and go Hawks!